Good morning. You're a good-looking group. Or perhaps I just missed you so much that the smiles I see are very warm and welcoming. Let's see. It was Christmas Eve and early into Christmas Day that we enjoyed a wonderful candlelight program. Thank you so much. I was blessed. If you missed it, because it was after your bedtime, it's okay. Next year, you'll want to set your alarm. About 50 people gathered here and had a delightful time together. I got home to set my alarm for 3.45 a.m. And I woke it up. Got on, uh, caught a ride with Naomi who was going to the airport got to the airport a few hours before my flight, and I didn't mind at all because I was going to Denver, Colorado. And on the other end of that flight was my wife waiting for me. Spent a delightful time in Denver. It was somewhere, somewhere around New Year's Eve that about eight inches of snow fell, and it was 16 degrees outside, and I just watched it and absorbed it all. And then I took out my phone and I typed on Santa Clarita. And instead of 16, it said 61. <laughs> so being from Minneapolis, I got my good shot of winter in when I was back in Denver. Karen will be joining, uh, reconnecting with me uh, just as soon as possible. She's joining us via technology this morning. It's good to be back. I appreciated, uh, I caught Pastor, uh, Pastor Park's uh, sermon. I was in the airport on the way to come home, and I said, I've got 20 minutes here. What shall I do? Oh, I'll listen to the sermon. It's wonderful that we have that ability to connect. If you have time in between, uh, Check out www.SantaCruitaSDA.org YouTube. We're glad that we can worship the Lord. As we've come into a new year, as I watched that snow, I reflected on last year. Did you have opportunity to do that? How many of you had a, a good year last year? How many of you had a reasonable year, but it was filled with complexity, a.k.a. trouble? Yeah, some years are that way, aren't they? We just look back and we say, man, that was a fabulous year. I hope the next year goes as well as last year. And some years are like, I'm glad that one's done. I hope this one goes better. It's something interesting to me that we mark time that way, by a day, by a week, by 24 hours. The meta story works something like this. A long time ago, it was dark, and God spoke, and everything became new. A long time ago, it was dark, and God spoke, and everything became new. That's the meta story. 
The micro story is day by day, everything is new for us. It goes from darkness to light. It goes from rest to activity. So the new is here each and every day. Just a couple of quotes to kind of set the tone. Isn't it nice to think that tomorrow is a new day without mistakes in it? Ralph Waldo Emerson wrote, Write it on your heart that every day is the best day of the year. He is rich who owns the day, and no one owns the day who allows it to be invaded with fret and anxiety. Finish, he writes, finish every day and be done with it. You've done what you could. Some blunders, some absurdities, no doubt, crept in. Forget them as soon as you can. Tomorrow is a new day. Begin it well and serenely with too high a spirit to be encumbered with your old nonsense that presses in. This day is too dear with its hopes and invitations to waste a moment on the yesterdays. For we can't go back, but we can go forward. And if all things, just a word of advice, I sometimes listen to those talk shows that tell you in five minutes how to cure a lifetime of ills. And it works something like this. Just stop doing what you're doing and start doing something else. Kind of makes what we call common sense, doesn't it? So when I read this, I thought of that wisdom. Your complaints, your drama, your victim mentality, your whining, your blaming, and I'm reading this to myself. Your whining, your blaming, and all of your excuses have, have never gotten you even a single step closer to your goals and your dreams. Let go of your nonsense. Let go of the delusion that you deserve better and go earn it. Today is a new day. I add, embrace it and fill it with life. Each day is a blank day, a blank page to write on your future. So today, I ask you, how are you going to shape your days for 2017? Has it been so bleak, so troublesome? Are you carrying such a load that you can hardly see up over the edge of your socks? There are times in life that you feel that way. I get it. And it's not bad for a while. But today I'm going to uh, want to encourage you to take a look from Scripture, to see what Scripture says about becoming the best you possible. You can find all kinds of self-help books at Barnes and Nobles and the Kindle and Amazon.com. But I believe that we have a book that's even better than the books that you will find there. And that is the scripture. So 
Fill each day as you start out. As you start out the new you for that day. It's going to be a simple approach at looking at some scriptures and applying them to us individually and into our lives systematically so that at the end of the day, that day will be full. And that day by day, we will consistently grow in Christ and feel a little bit better at the end of the day. Not turning the world upside down in any one day, but making progressive movement towards that. So it works something like this. I thought, how do you embrace all of that which could be said about Christian living? So it's not going to be real complex. We're going to start at the head. We're going to end at the feet. Okay? Pretty, pretty easy. So the first thing upon awakening, well, the, first thing, the first thing upon awakening, I have come to the conclusion that every day has its song. Every day has its song. Sometimes I start the day with it. Sometimes I get through the middle of the day. Sometimes it comes to me at the end of the day. But quite often, a song will trickle into my life. Now, what I've done is I've been more selective in the songs that I allow to come into my life. Oh, woe is me is sometimes one that creeps in unexpectedly. But begin the day before you do anything else with a song. The psalmist says in Psalm 33, verse 3, Sing unto him a new song, play skillfully, and what? Shout for joy. It's all right. Surprise yourself. Wake up your spouse. It's a new day. I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to hit the accelerator. I'm going to go forward and make this day all that it can be. Somebody will slow me down. Somebody will try to drag me down. But it's not going to be before I get out of bed. Unless it's me. So sing unto the Lord a new song. Scripture makes it clear that he put a new song in my, heart, in my mouth. A hymn of praise unto our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put trust in him. Psalm 40 verse 3 says. There's something about putting that new song that just erases yesterday. When you, when you have that song in your heart, it lifts you up and carries you into the presence of God. And as we do that, there is something that just sets the stage for every day. Because when, you, when I wake up and I think, oh man, it's another day, and I've left all of the stuff from yesterday, immediately start filling my mind. Before I get to breakfast, I have a tough day and a bad day planned. You know how it works? Maybe you are so optimistic, it never crowds your life that way. But I will guarantee you, if you will start, if you will start with filling your mind with the mind of Christ and the things of Christ, your day will go much better. Philippians 2.5 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in who? In Christ Jesus. So when the cares come pressing in upon you, as they do, and appropriately so, take them to Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ 
Jesus. Too often, so often, the troubles of life press in upon us that we become anxious and we become worrisome. And how are we going to do this? How are we going to figure it out? I got news for you, friends. Life is bigger than you. Life is much more complex than what you can handle by yourself. Christ wants you to place all, underlining all, your burdens with him. Do you believe that? Let this mind be in you which is in Christ Jesus. You were taught with regard to the old former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by deceitful desires, to be made new in an attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. What a challenge to say to God, I want to have the mind of Christ, and I'm going to put off. <laughs> you know when you put that shirt on, and it's the old shirt of corruption? What are you going to go through like during that day? It's going to be the old desires, the old habits. You were taught of old with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self. That's a tall order, isn't it? And the problem is, we can't do it in and of ourselves. It works something like this. When I try it of myself, I find myself just doing more of the same and struggling as I do it. The key isn't in just trying to be a little bit better. The key is to put on Christ and his righteousness, and follow in his pathway, and put a new attitude in your mind, and that would be the mind of Christ. Well, so we're off to a good start. We're now down to breakfast. All right. One of the things that really catches me more often than I care to, care to be aware of or let me say, it's too painful for me to recall oftentimes, is that which, after I eat, slips out of my mouth, and those words sometimes that come. Uh, the Scripture admonishes us, admonishes us that our words that come forth from our mouth ought to be ennobling and ought to build people up, and gives us the admonition that, therefore, each of you must put off falsehood, speaking truthfully to your neighbor. For we are all members of one body. Pretty good words, isn't it? How would your life change if for just 24 hours, every word you spoke, was sanctified of God. You may be much better at it than I am. I just find gaps as I replay the tape at the end of the day on a regular basis to say, oops, would have said that differently. The good news is that God is good 
and gracious and forgives us. Moving from the, moving from the mind to being careful with what comes out of, the, out of the mouth is the heart moving down from head to foot. Ezekiel 1.19 says, I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from their heart of stone and give them a heart of what? A heart of flesh. Have you ever met hard-hearted people? Cold, indifferent people? Just like an ice cube? They just, they just come across like they eat onions and hot peppers. And they're just not pleasant to be around. The promise of Scripture is, if you find yourself ever, ever in that condition, that God says, and His promise is, He'll take that heart of indifference and give you a heart of flesh, but you have to ask Him to do it. And that heart of passion, that heart of flesh, like Christ's heart is, that wants to live for Jesus. A heart transplant, if you please. For he says, I will give you a heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you the heart of stone and give you that heart of flesh. Rid yourself, the scripture says, of all offenses you've committed and get a new heart and a new spirit. Why will you die, people of Israel? That's a good one to read each, isn't it? Good one to read each morning. How are you going to start the new day? Well, let's see, I'm thinking about Christ. I'm singing to Him. I'm thinking about Him. I've commissioned to be kind with my words. And Lord, give me that passionate heart that You have for me, for others. A new heart and a new spirit that I might treat others the way that You treat me. Oh, now we're through breakfast. Our day's going pretty good so far, isn't it? I start a day like that, and I think it's going to be a good day. So, we're done with breakfast. Let's see what comes next. The work of our hands. The service to others. The Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hands. He has watched over your journey through the, His vast wilderness. These 40 years the Lord your God has given you, and you have not lacked, what does the last word say? Anything. Whoa! So let me ask you, what are you passionate about? So that at the end of the day you say, Lord, I didn't turn the world upside down, but I made progress. 40 days, where were they? Where were they? In Disneyland for 40 years? Where were they? In a hotel? Where were they? In the desert? Where were they? In the wilderness? Where were they? Not a place you'd want to be. Ever been there? Ever been in a place where you don't want to be? Ever had that place in life where you're stuck? You wish you could go forward? Circumstances are imposed upon you. You don't know what to do. And you're in the wilderness. And you want to do something. You want to do something to bring honor and glory to God. The good news, friends, is God has not left you. 
any more than he's left the children of Israel when they were in the wilderness. And you have, la- you have not lacked what? Anything. Now, let me, um, if you care to admit it, is there anyone over 40 years old here today? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise it high. Come on, God's blessed you with 40 years. So in the last 40 years of your experience, you probably have had hard times. But you can look back systematically and see how God was there with you each and every step of the way. There is nothing, underline nothing, there is nothing that the devil can throw at you that is stronger than Christ's presence. It doesn't matter what comes your way. You have lacked nothing. Take the longer view than the hour. Take the longer view than the day. Take the longer view than the week, than the month, and leave it with Christ and fill that day with His presence and be about what He wants you to be about and you will lack in nothing. One other similar quote. Give generously, Deuteronomy 15.10. Give generously to them. Give generously to them and do so without a grudging heart. It's talking about giving. How does that apply to the work of our hands and serving? The last part ties it in. Then because of this, because of your generosity, because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work, in everything you put your hand to. You like that? That's a good way to start your day. Now, wait a minute. It's a bad day today. It's raining and I wanted a sunny day. My favorite team lost yesterday. They're not going to the playoffs. The pizza burned last night for supper. And it's Sunday and I can just sit here on the couch and feel sorry for myself and have a wonderful pity party. I can be generous, and God will bless. What does it say? What's that word? What's that word? Everything. What's missing when the word everything is used? Nothing. Everything you put your hand to. But you've got to put your hands to it. Did you catch that? you got to be intentional. you got to be filled with purpose. you got to get up and do something. God can't bless if you just sit there. You can, you're, you're, you're better off doing the wrong thing because God can at least turn you and get you moving in the right direction. He can't get you anywhere when you're stationary. That's the piece that says, I'm going to be intentional. The new work of your hand, the the new work of your hand, we've already talked about. We're moving on. All the way from the hands to the feet. Romans 10, verse 15. So how many of you have beautiful feet? How many of you have beautiful feet? How... (laughs) That's not a question you're asked often in church, is it? 
let alone will you answer? Romans says, it says, And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? And you are sent of Christ. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who what? Bring the what? The good news. The good news. That which is new. The good tidings. New finds its news finds its root in newness. That which is fresh and alive. The good tidings of the gospel. How beautiful are the feet that bring that forward. What a wonderful experience. Those feet move us in the pathway of Christ, filling each day. Isaiah says, 43, 19, See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm, I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in what? The wasteland. I like that. When I think of heaven, it really starts getting all kinds of things stirred up inside of me. I can't wait to go, go to heaven. How about you, friends? And too often, I know all too well that the life we live here on earth is a wasteland. Can you say amen? But as we are here, he's promised, I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So that no matter how difficult life is, no matter how dreary life may be, no matter how dry the bones get, in the wilderness there are streams of life that flow from the throne of grace into your life. It may be just a trickle at first because you can't handle any more than a trickle. It may be a kind word from somebody else. It may be picking up the scriptures and reviewing the goodness and graciousness of God. It may be a kind act, a loving hand, a hug. And in that parched wasteland of life, you find a bit of streams from the throne of grace. Have you been there? Have you been there at different times in your life? Have you been there when you wonder, does anybody really care? Isaiah says, you have the opportunity to fill your days with being part of that stream from the throne of God and sharing His goodness and grace with others. So, the path, we just have two or three more. You won't be late for lunch. The path going forward for each day is a new path, a new way. Acts 15.3 says the church sent them on their way. And as they traveled through Phoenicia and Samaria, they told how the Gentiles had been converted. This news made all the believers, very glad. So they were up on their feet. They were about doing the will of God. And as they mingled in their business, as they saw somebody at work, as they, as they traveled and journeyed, they would talk to them about Christ. 
And as people would give their hearts and lives to, uh, to Christ, the good news would go back. Isn't it great when you tell your friends about Jesus? Isn't it great when you hear of somebody who's yielded their heart and their life? It doesn't happen, though, friends, unless we take that good news forward. The new path is a path of taking and making each day a determination that the entire world church is going to spread the gospel around the world and I can stay home because they're much better equipped. In fact, I'll put an extra 20 in the offering just to make sure it gets done. Hasn't worked so well so far, has it? What would it look like? What, it, what would it look like if there were 700 contacts for Christ this week, how many think that would be a good idea? How many, how many of you think it would be a good idea if, if 700 contacts could be made by the Santa Clarita Church this next week? I'll put my track shoes on, I'll get on my bicycle, and I'll pedal as fast and as hard as I can. How many of you like that? Three of you. You're just afraid of where I'm going next. I can hear it. Those gears in your mind are just going, oh, please don't do that, Pastor. All right, here's the plan. It's not real difficult. Wake up one day and say, Lord, something like this, the conversation with your lips, do it audibly. Why do you do it audibly? Because your words have a powerful effect on yourself and others. Just say, Lord, today, I don't want to tell 43 people about the gospel, but just bring one person, one person into my life that I can have an encouraging word for. Now, we've got well over 100 people here. That'd be 100 people a day in seven days. What would that be? 700 contacts for Christ. Just one a day. Now, I know most of you are overachievers, and you'll want to start with three one after breakfast, one after lunch, and one after supper. And for your late-nighters that do Taco Bell, that would be four. We can do it, friends. But no one can do it. So start your day. Share Christ with those around you. The new path and the new guide is found in Exodus fifteen thirteen. In your unfailing love, you will lead people you have redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. You will be their guide to take them to Christ. Nehemiah says, because of your great compassion, you did not abandon them in the wilderness by day. The pillar of cloud did not fail to guide them in their path, nor the pillar of fire by night to shine on the way where they were to go. So the promise is that God in, God indeed will guide and lead us. The, the promise of the day is guide me, your, uh, guide me in your truth and teach me. You are our God, our Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. It's not hope that starts in the morning of saying, Today, I just need 
to have great thoughts and I'll make it through this day. No, it's our hope is in Christ for He will guide and lead us. And with Him doing the guiding and leading, I'll gladly follow. And with Him filling my life, I won't have a day that is insurmountable as He takes the cares and burdens of my heart and my life. All I need to do is to start the day and place it all before Him. So let me ask you, it's really a formula. The sermon should have been titled, A New Day for a new you from head to toe. How many of you would like that? How many of you would like that? Start each day with Christ. Let Him fill your life through it, and you'll have a great day living for Him. In Christ alone, we find our hope. In Christ alone, we find our strength. In Christ alone, we find our God.